Hello, welcome back to another episode of Wait for Wait Food for Thought Podcast. I don't know what it is about this week, about this episode, but this is like my fourth time trying to record this fucking episode. And I've had, I've just been dreading it. I've been having a hard time processing kind of what I'm going through. Um, not in a negative way, but just understanding what's going on emotionally, mentally, a lot of change going on. And I, I just didn't feel ready to sit down and process and talk. And I kept asking myself all week, like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Like, how do I talk about something that I don't even know what I'm feeling? So I think this might be a good episode for me therapeutically to just speak my mind. Um, and maybe that'll help me out. And this, I'm supposed to release this today on Monday and I'm recording this today on Monday. So I think this will be a good start to my my work day. I think it'll be really refreshing to just not come into work like a pent up ball of stress that I always am. I usually start off my mornings with a workout and since I have to record this, I've been like stressing out about like having to work out after work and going through all these scenarios about when am I going to make up my workout, like chirping out over nothing because um, usually the workout is what sets my day, sets my intention, gets me feeling really calm and ready. And what I'm learning is lately my workouts are an escape for me more so than usual. Um, I just started a new job a couple weeks ago uh, at ASRV. So if you haven't heard of them, check out their shit on Instagram. Fucking sick. It's men's sportswear. Um, but ladies, you can hop on that shit too, dude. I have hella clothes and I love them. So check them out, but I'm loving it. But just like every new job, it's, it's tough to just learn everything really quickly. And for me, I, this is where my sister and I differ. She loves learning things and enjoys the process of learning new things at new jobs and taking things slow. I'm the opposite. I get really frustrated that I don't know everything coming in, which makes no fucking sense. And I get like mentally exhausted trying to think insanely hard and insanely fast about how I can quickly learn all of this information to just fucking crush it and start working independently right away. But that's not how things work. So I, I end up leaving work feeling way more drained than I actually need to feel. Um, and I feel like I've been working for like 17 hours and I come home just like pass the fuck out. So my morning workouts have been really nice, especially because there's a lot of flexibility with when I can start, I can start at eight if I wanted to, I can start at nine, I can come in at 10, I can come in at 11 and just make up that time later. So a lot of autonomy, I love it. Um, so I can really adjust my mornings or my afternoons accordingly, depending on what I want to do. But these morning workouts that I haven't been able to do before or for my last job, cause I had to start work at like six 50 in the morning. Um, and it just, I'm not going to, I'm sorry, I'm not going to wake up at three 30 workout shower, look cute, go to work for 10 hours and come home and like live a normal life. Nah, psych. So it's been, it's been a really nice adjustment to like work out before work. And what I'm finding is all the difficulties that I'm going through right now with learning about addiction, with my boyfriend being in rehab, with, I feel like I'm, I'm going through rehab with him. Like he's, he's, you know, going through rehab in his own sense, but I'm also learning a lot about addiction still every single day. There's new things that I'm learning that just feel a little bit overwhelming to me because I'll never really, really understand. And that weight has felt so heavy lately that I just feel like an introvert and like no one talked to me. And after work, I'm going to my room and I don't want to hang out and I don't want to text you back. And that's toxic for myself as well. But anyway, back to these morning workouts, they've been such a great way for me to just, I, I've been 
my workouts have been super intense lately, like more intense than usual. Um, not as long. I don't really like, I don't really believe in like working out for 45 minutes. You have to work out for one hour. It's like, if I'm dead at the end of 30 minutes, dope. I mission accomplished. And that's what I'll do is like, I'll make sure that I'm fucking dead at the end of whatever workout, no matter what time frame it is that I need to take a second to just like breathe. Cause I can't fucking breathe. And that is what makes me feel like, oh, I'm chilling. Like everything's fine. I can go about my day. And basically, um, my boyfriend's parents wanted us all to go to dinner with him uh, last Thursday. And I usually work out Sunday through Thursday and I'll take Friday, Saturday off like two days in a row. It really helps me recover. And then I'll just start back up again on Sunday. Sunday's usually workout day, podcast day, get ready for, for the next work week. And because we had to go up on a Thursday, he's currently living 40 minutes away from me. And I kind of like stressed myself out. I was like, okay, I have to go up. I have to leave work early so I can get in earlier. Um, I can leave, you know, whenever I want. So I'll get in at 745, eight o'clock, and then I'll leave around five, five thirty, make it up there, up there by like six thirty. And I was like, well, wait, hold up. How can I do my morning workout? Can I wake up at five thirty and I'll do this workout? And then, but I don't really want to do my hair. And I was like, well, okay, when I can, when can I make up my workout? Will I be able to do it Thursday night when I come home at 1130 fucking PM? Or can I do two workouts Wednesday night or Wednesday morning, Wednesday night? Or like, guys, my rest day is literally Friday. I could just swap them out. Like, okay, no big deal. Take Thursday off and do Friday. But for me, it's not a body image thing. It's not like, oh my God, if I don't work out, I'm going to gain weight or all this shit, or I feel bad about my body. It's like, I don't feel like I'm in the right headspace. I'm freaking out with anxiety and, and pent up confusion. I think that's what I'm dealing with a lot every day is confusion. Um, we all have fear of the unknown. We all have worries about the future, things that are uncertain, things that we just can't control. But especially with addiction, it's so, it's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. It's out of his hands. Honestly, it's something that I have to come to terms with. Like if there's going to be a relapse, you know, there's going to be a relapse. And that's something that I have to be willing to stick with and understand and be okay with if I'm going to move forward with this relationship or move forward with trying to be a good support system. And for me, not, I think I'm just so in control of my life and my structure because it gives me a sense of security, not because it makes me like I have to be in control, but it helps me see, like, I know what's coming next. I know what's going on. I know what my workout's going to be. There's no surprises. There's nothing that's just coming out of the blue. That's just like, Oh, surprise, bitch. I'm like, okay, we chilling. Like I know exactly what's going on. And with him, he's so against the grain of like fucking everything, everything that you never know what to expect. And that's also beautiful. Like that's what keeps life exciting and fascinating and different. And so different from a lot of people that are so structured or are so stuck with their routine. Like there's no routine with him. Every day is whatever he wants to do. And that, that in itself is exciting, but also very stressful for me. And when he goes through, you know, each day of trying to manage his anxiety sober and, and his emotion sober and, you know, the last 10 years of his life have just been addiction. So him trying to learn how to manage a new sober life each day brings about new challenges. And some days he's irritable, some days he's distant, some days he's sad. And I feel like 
every time his mood changes, my mood also changes. Not because I'm upset with him or angry with him. It's just, I don't understand and it's hard for me to understand and I want to understand. And especially because he's not here, he's far away at a rehab home, you know, 40 minutes away. There's nothing that I can do. I can't go and talk to him in person. I have work all day, so I can't just sit here and talk to him all day. And yeah, my mood fluctuates with his mood. And lately I've been really irritable and really sad and nothing's happened. Nothing bad has happened. There's no arguing. There's no fighting. It's just a new, I'm navigating a new world. I'm learning new things about this world. I'm gaining more perspective. And these are all just growing pains and it's all part of life. And that's okay. Like it's okay that I have 20 messages in my phone right now. It's okay that I have a lot of DMs in my in wait for wait that I don't want to deal with. It's okay that I'm not posting every day because I don't fucking feel like it. It's okay that I have this workout video that I've been wanting to post uh, for a month and a half and I still haven't. It's okay that I haven't written my book. It's okay that I haven't been reading. And I'm trying to give myself grace with all these things that I've been trying to do for myself to better myself and not be so hard on myself for not making those things happen. And I think that's something that I've been grappling with as well. It's I'm letting my emotions really just eat me up and make me irritable, make me sad. And these workouts have been the only thing that really ground me. They're just like, okay, bounce back. You've bounced back. You're chilling. And I don't have another escape where it's emotional, where it's, it's, let me write down what I'm feeling. Let me, I've been writing songs actually. So I'll give myself credit for that. And they just songs. I can't like with Drake, my boyfriend, he is an artist. He can sit down and write a song in a second. And he's written so many songs and they're dope. For me, I have to feel the song. I can't just sit down and write something. It just doesn't happen. And lately I sat down at the piano the other day, sat down, wrote lyrics in about five minutes and came up with a melody in about five minutes. And it just flowed out of me. And I was like, whoa, like what the fuck? Where did this happen? Where did this come from? Um, and I think there's a lot of subconscious shit trying to just escape that I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm cool. I'll just do this workout. And that's, that's equivalent to actually dealing with my emotions. And it's not. And I'm learning that that's my own addiction. That's my own thing that I feel so debilitated and anxious and super irritable if I don't have that workout. And going back to last Thursday when I didn't have that chance to have my morning workout or afternoon workout and I went up to see my boyfriend with his family, I was irritable. And he kept asking me like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like I'm not okay. I'm in a pissy mood. And it's funny because we went up to San Clemente and we were walking around having a talk and I was saying how kind of just irritated I am and irritated with his mood and how his mood is my mood and all this shit. We were trying to talk about it, but we were both in kind of this irritable mood, I would say, or this di- not irritable, irritable, distant mood. And so there was no really real communication happening. It was just like, I'm irritable and distant. You're irritable and distant. Sick. What up? Haven't seen you in a while. Like what a great little reunion. And we were walking around waiting for his parents to arrive. And there was this little this little free library, like not one of those little free libraries that are like in those little bird cages when you walk around, not bird cage, bird, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying. And it was this bookshelf and it just said like fucking take one. And the first book that I saw was don't sweat the small stuff. And I just grabbed it. I'm like, I need this right now because I'm sweating everything, like everything that comes my way. I'm making more errands for myself. I'm making more things happen for myself. I'm making my life so busy and so 
full that I don't have time to breathe. I like ask myself, when am I going to have a rest day or just like not just a rest day with working out, but just when can I lay in bed next? Oh, next Sunday. Oh, in seven days. Great. Can't wait. It's like I'm creating that for myself. You know, that's so necessary. I could have a rest day literally tomorrow, but I'm like, I'll have this to do and this to do and that to do and that to do. And I'm sweating the small stuff and I'm trying to let go a little bit and be give, you know, Drake keeps saying this is just give it to God and whatever you believe, it doesn't really matter. It's just, you know what? Give it to a higher power. It's breathe, relax and enjoy life. And life isn't about errands. It's not about doing the next thing. Um, and, and yeah. And as we were walking, I got this book and I'm like stoked and we're walking around and I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at these sunflowers, like in this man's yard, these huge, huge, beautiful sunflowers. And I love sunflowers, but you know, there's a difference between seeing sunflowers at the store and seeing these giant sunflowers just like out in someone's yard. And I'm like, these are beautiful. Like I'm going to take a picture. I take a picture and the owner of the house comes out and he was like, would you like a sunflower young lady? Like kind of creepy, honestly. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I would love a sunflower. Thank you. Having a really fucking bad night because I'm in a pissy mood. So yeah, I'd love a sunflower. Thanks. And I'm walking around with this new book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and this beautiful sunflower. And I didn't see it in the moment, but looking back, you know, driving back that night, I was like, wow, you know, there's there's beauty to be found all around you. And you can walk around with this dark cloud and furrowed brows and be so stubborn and like, I'm mad and I'm pissy and my life is hard and life is difficult, blah, blah, blah. Or you can choose to look around you and say, my life isn't as bad as I think. I read a quote online. It said, you're not having a bad life. You're having a bad day. And I really, really, really needed to hear that because the last like week, I would say, I've just been in such a funk that I kept thinking like, my life is bad. My life is bad. I'm having a bad life. Like, why is life so hard for me? Just really, I don't really pity myself. And I was really pitying myself. Like, going through all of the things that have happened to me in my life that have been difficult from losing my dad, from losing my family, from not talking to both sides of my family, from, you know, all of these things that just felt so heavy and I didn't know how to manage them. And I think the underlying thing of what is, is really the issue here is, yeah, I can say, you know, Drake going to rehab is causing me stress or yeah, my dad dying is suddenly just reemerging into my life and that's causing me stress. But really what it is, is I was in a relationship, if you guys have listened to my previous episodes, from the age of 14 to 17 with a guy. We broke up and three months later, when I was still 17, I got in another, another relationship with a guy from 17 to 20. And three months later, I got in another relationship with another guy from 20 to 25. I've never had time to just be alone and sit with my thoughts and, and not use a guy as, as a crutch for me, for my emotions. Because I think for me, I'm learning that I would just make sure that I was in some kind of relationship, whether I knew this guy or not just to ignore any negative emotions and replace that with the feeling of love and being in love and thinking that I'm in love so that everything else just seems okay. And that's not right. It's, it's a, it's a bandaid. And what I'm learning with Drake is I finally, for the first time, and I only met him this year, like in January, so it's been like eight months, but for the first time, I'm really feeling what it's like to really love somebody and be in love with somebody. And since he's been gone for like three weeks, 
and with like little communication, a lot of change for me in my life. I'm and sleeping alone for the first time in a long time. It's whoa, I'm alone, and I don't really feel alone often, but I have felt very alone. Also, because of the fact that I don't have anyone in my life that I can talk to really about addiction, about like someone that has has gone is going through or has been through what I'm going through right now. So I feel very alone. I feel, I felt very judged about my decisions. I don't anymore about my decision to stay and stick it through. And I didn't, I felt like I was running in circles trying to figure out who can I go to. I I don't know who I can go to that just says, you know what? I know exactly how you're feeling and it's okay. And this is all part of recovery. And that's been super hard for me, especially because, like I said, I don't understand addiction. And no, and Jake says this all the time. You'll never understand addiction unless you are yourself addicted. Um, but that goes for anything in life. You know, you'll never understand anything. You'll never understand death. You'll never understand grief. You'll never understand X, Y, Z unless you go through it yourself. But I think the mind of an addict is what's what's really hard for me to just really understand and come to terms with because it's so wishy-washy. But yeah, I have felt for the first time in my life or not in my life, but the first time since I was like 17 that I really feel alone and I feel isolated and I want to feel isolated. I want to just come come home after work and lay in my bed and wake up early and watch TV and lay in my bed and not talk to anybody. And I've been going through all of these emotions that seem so suffocating and I don't know what to do with them. And for the really for the first time in a long time, I'm allowing myself to just feel sad. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to write about it. I don't want to write my book and process it and cope with it. I just want it to be, you know, I just want these emotions to be what they are without having to digest and understand and feel. It's like, you know what? It's here. I woke up irritable today. Cool. I don't have to be happy all day. You know, I think there's this huge misconception. And I think that's where a lot of the problem stems from is you have to be happy. You have to be joyful. You have to look at the bright side. You have to be positive. It's like, oh, that's exhausting all the time, especially when I don't feel like it. I just want to just breathe and sit with this and not talk about it. And that's okay. And that's something that I'm, I'm dealing with is, is processing emotions in a healthy way. And I think we're always going to be having to do that. And our every single person in this life is always going to have to navigate new emotions, new feelings throughout different stages of life. And I feel like I'm on the cusp of a new stage of my life of like, I'll be 26 soon. And I mean, that's still young, but I feel like every year in my twenties, I'm gaining more perspective, more insight, more wisdom. And that's just going to, you know, keep happening as you grow up. And that's what growth is. And that's what makes you a better person is constantly changing, constantly evolving, constantly questioning. And I think that's where I'm at right now is I'm questioning everything. I'm questioning my previous beliefs, my previous thoughts, my previous actions and where my beliefs have stemmed from and what I want to believe moving forward and what kind of person I want to be moving forward. And I think that's where the beauty in life lies is questioning yourself and constantly trying to be better, not better in terms of success, but a better person, a more understanding, compassionate person. And I think the, the underlying theme of the last few episodes have been understanding and compassion from the Black Lives Matter movement, whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. Approach the situation with compassion and understanding, and maybe you'll gain a new perspective. Maybe you'll understand a little bit more. Maybe you'll 
you'll feel more love in your heart. This whole political fucking nightmare, you know, maybe don't ridicule another side for having different beliefs than you or calling people names because they don't agree with you. Approach the situation with compassion and understanding and listen. And I'm learning to listen more and judge less. And I think everybody needs to incorporate that into their lives. Listen more and judge less. And I want to now introduce the whatever floats your quote. I think this is a good kind of segue into them. But the first one, or yeah, the first one that I want to talk about is you don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. And that's something that I'm really sitting with right now is my thoughts, I spiral, dude, like I spiral. And I, I think of worst case scenarios all the time, maybe just to prepare myself and just think, okay, what's the worst that could happen? And then that thought alone freaks me out. And then I get anxious and I get stressed and then I get irritable. It's like, okay, I literally did that to myself. I could have been fine. Everything is, everything is fine. If I, if I sit and stop for a second and I analyze where I am right now, not my past, not what can happen in the future. I have a brand new, wonderful job. I'm getting paid well Two, I have a beautiful, beautiful home. Three, my family is healthy and safe. Four, Drake is in rehab getting help and he's sober. Like nothing's fucking wrong. It's, you know, our minds are absolutely insane. But what is wrong is all of these different scenarios that I come up with in the futures. He could relapse. He could do this. Blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. You know, these thoughts are okay because they're normal because they help us kind of prepare ourselves, mentally prepare ourselves for the future. But if those thoughts control you, that's when they become a problem. So really learning to just allow those thoughts to come through and just say, okay, cool. And let them kind of pass by. And I think that's something that we're all going to have to deal with at every stage in our life. Like I said, you know, anxiety comes in different stages from being in your twenties and trying to navigate this new world. And all of your conceptions about the world are completely shattered post college. I think for me, like I thought everything was dope. The world was dope. Opportunities are endless, like very positive outlook on the world. And as all of this stuff has come into light, I'm like, the world is a fucked up place, but I can create a bubble of beauty that, you know, I don't have to let the weight of the world crush me. And that's what I feel a lot of the times is the weight of the world feels so suffocating, but that's completely in my control. And the world that I want to create, I can create. And I just got this tattoo yesterday of two skeleton hands holding the moon and the stars. And what it resembles is the universe is in your hands. You, the, the universe offers endless possibilities and you just have to reach for them. And that's completely, completely in your control. You have to just learn to let go and reach and, and watch the world that you've always wanted to create just come into fruition without letting any external factors. And a lot of the times we blame our lack of success on the struggles that the world has thrown our way, which is, is an excuse. Um, so that's why I got that tattoo. So next quote, no amount of anxiety can change the future and no amount of regret can change the past. And I think, um, especially that I see this a lot in, in Drake is he has a lot of anxiety for the future and he has a lot of regret from his past. And it makes it really hard for him to sit with the present moment, to sit with you're okay right now, you're sober. What brings you joy right now? And what I'm trying to find in my life right now is, is not seek happiness, but seek more joy. Like what a beautiful emotion 
joy is. And for me, that's why I'm a psychopath about Halloween decorations is that's what brings me legitimate joy. Walking into Michael's, I literally walked into Michael's yesterday for like, just because I, there was a grocery store next to it and I had to get some shit for my tattoo. And I'm like, you know what? I was with Drake. I was like, we're going to walk into Michael's and we're just going to look at the Halloween decorations and maybe I'll buy something, but probably not. We just walked around. I was hyped. Like I've never seen all this shit before. And I was literally there last week with the same shit. They didn't get anything new. And I'm like, dude, look at this. Dude, check this shit out. Like, bro, look at this skeleton, dude. Nothing was unique, but I was stoked. I was so stoked. And when I get anxious, no matter what time of year it is, I'll look up Halloween shit on Pinterest, like a fucking, like a, yeah, a psycho, but it doesn't matter. Like that brings me such joy and such excitement and brings me back to my childhood and such innocent times and just such, yeah, innocence and beauty and, and optimism about the world. And that's, that brings me back to that kind of time. So find whatever it is your version of Halloween decor is to you and really try to ground yourself in the moment. So when I find myself being too anxious about the future or being angry about my past, I'll pull up Pinterest and I'll look at Halloween decorations and it brings me to the moment. It brings me happiness. It brings me, and even if it's temporary, it doesn't matter. I think a lot of the times people say, don't search for temporary happiness, you know, search for permanent fulfillment and happiness. But I don't necessarily believe that. I think temporary happiness is okay. It's happiness and it may be a facade, you know, it's like, this is not a real happiness. It's just a material item or it's a bandaid, but that's okay too. You know, it's okay to find something where if you're struggling so badly in your life and you find that temporary piece of joy, it's like, it's a step in the right direction to then help you find a life of permanent fulfillment. But you know, that's okay. And that's what I do. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go buy this, this meal today, I spent $23 on myself on my lunch break the other day. I'm like, fuck it. I bought a big ass omelet, a big ass latte, fat load of potatoes. I'm like, dude, I'm jazzed. And they were like, yeah, this is a uh, $24. I'm like, hmm, or 23, whatever the fuck I was like, Oh, sick, sick, sick. Yeah. It's an omelet and a latte, but whatever, I'll take it. And you got to treat yourself. And that made me happy in the moment, even though I was really struggling that day. And it, it, it helps me, helps you bounce back a little bit, you know? So next quote, before I get into it, I told my sister, like I was going up, (laughs) we got an argument, but I was driving up to see Drake last Thursday. All this shit went down on Thursday. Fuck Thursday, dude. And I'm driving up and I I, I call her. I'm like, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. There's a clothing, clothing store by my work called live. Uh, super fucking cute. L I V the number three.com. So if you want to go and check out their shit, this is not an ad, just a really happy customer. And I was like, yo, Every day, Liv closes at seven. I'm off work around seven and I need you to go there and buy me these shirts that I've been wanting to buy. I'll pay you back and I'll also buy you something on on me for, for going there and doing this for me. And she was at the skate park and she was like, uh, can you go this weekend? I'm like, no, 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 no. I need you to go right now. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I need a tank top for tomorrow for work. And she was like, you need a tank top tomorrow for work? Like, bro. And I was getting upset. I'm like, I do so much for you. I do so much for this family. Like fucking go and get me this goddamn tank top. I was getting like, I didn't say that, but I was getting like my blood was boiling because I was already extremely irritable for missing my workout and, and, and not having an outlet that I'm not used to, to having. And I hung up on her. I'm like, whatever. She's being argumentative. And I'm like, fine, fuck the t-shirt or fuck the tank top. Don't even worry about it. And, um, yeah, we got into this argument and then she's texting me and I'm like, 
dude, just drop it, drop it, whatever. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I'll go this weekend. And the next day I kind of like, I don't like talking about things, but I don't like people. I don't want people to think that I'm pissed off at them or irritable. Um, and I haven't talked to this, them about any of this. Like I haven't talked to anybody about any of this. This is the first time I'm really sitting down and, and speaking this calmly and processing it. And it's something that I've been honestly avoiding, but whatever, here we are. And I told her, um, Hey, just so you know, I'm going through a hard time and that's it. I want to leave it at that. Like I'm going through a hard time. I'm sorry. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, honestly, no, I'm not okay. Like I'm just, I'm not okay. And right now sitting here talking about this, I'm not okay emotionally, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with going through these, these growing pains. And I know that I'm going to emerge stronger and more aware of both the world and both uh, aware of myself. And and that's okay. You know, life's not always going to be fucking fine and dandy all the time. And if it was, no one would gain perspective and love and understanding and compassion like I'm talking about. And she was like, okay. And she knows me. So she's like, all right, cool. Leave it at that. Like, she didn't say thank you for telling me. It was just like, all right, cool. And then at work, she texted me and she goes, life is simpler than we think. You know, you you make all of these errands for yourself. You make all of these things that you have to do. Like on the weekends, I wake up at like eight on Saturday and I'm gone before anybody wakes up. And I'm like running around like a chicken with his head cut off at Target, at Home Goods, at the grocery store, at the bank. It's like, bro, I have all these things that I think I have to do, which I do have to do some of them, but not to the extent that I do them. And then I end up coming home like Saturday night and I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't even have time to relax after a long work work week. And Sundays are my get back into the zone with podcasts, with workout, with groceries, with whatever, with deep cleaning so that I could start my week off like really solid. And so I don't ever feel like I can breathe. So I found this quote and it is, my goal is no longer to get more done, but rather to have less to do. Fucking love that quote. So I'm trying to give myself less to do. And but that also means is giving more responsibility for my sister, giving, you know, hey, I do all of these things. I need you to help me out so that I can breathe and we can have a good balance. So I'm, I'm trying to navigate, you know, a new, a new normal for me, a new side of the world that I've never been to before. And that is A-OK. That is part of growth. And I think for you all, accept where you're at. Don't fight it. Don't try to go around it. And and I kind of explained this to Drake because I'm so bad at explaining my emotions, especially if I'm going through them. Like I just get silent. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Um, and I said this, I feel like the last few years of my life, I've been in the eye of a hurricane. I've been avoiding everything and I've been lucky enough to just sit in the eye and watch the storm around me and just say, fuck off. You can't, you can't hurt me. And now for the first time, I'm going through the hurricane and there's no going around it. I have to sit through it, sit through the storm. And once the storm, you know, passes, there'll be sunshine again and beauty. And that doesn't mean that the hurricane's not going to come back. It will. And again, I have to just sit with it and not fight it and go through it. There's no way to go through it or sorry, to go around it, only through it. And if you try to go around it, you can't, you can't, you're still in it. And that's what I try to do my whole life is either be in the eye of the hurricane or go around it. And there's, that's no such thing. And that causes me more pain, more stress, more anxiety, because I'm not understanding what the fuck is going on internally. I just feel like this ball of 
stress and my heart rate is always high and I'm always on edge and my, my watch, uh, my Apple watch reminds me to breathe. And sometimes I'll do it. Sometimes I'm just like, fuck off. I don't have time. (laughs) I literally think this, I don't have time to breathe right now. Isn't that the dumbest shit you've ever heard? I don't have time to breathe right now. What the fuck? But I'll sit there and I'm like, all right, fine. I'll breathe. And it's like, your resting heart rate is 76 beats per minute. I'm like 76 beats per minute. I'm sitting here doing absolutely nothing. And sometimes it's 83. And I'm like, oh my Christ. Like, dude, I'm sitting here doing nothing. Why is my heart rate so high? But it's because I'm so lost in thought. I'm so lost in what I have to do, blah, blah, blah. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing that I'm never really here. I'm never really present and, and loving the current thing that I'm doing is while I'm running one errand, I'm thinking about the next errand that I have to do. And when I can do like, what's the time frame? When am I going to be home? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, enjoy the second, enjoy the moment, enjoy the errands and have less to do. So don't fight the storm. Go through the storm, feel it out, enjoy those growing pains because it is going to make you a stronger person. It is going to make you a more beautiful person. And I'm learning that the more I learn about, the more epiphanies that I have in my life, and I feel like I'm going through an epiphany right now. It's like, whoa, I didn't ever realize this. I didn't even see this before. And not even like a glimpse of this have I ever even experienced or seen. Every epiphany that I go to or go through, I just want a new tattoo about it. And that's my story. It's just like, dude, I look down, I'm like, you have no idea what I went through to finally realize this. And that's beautiful to me. And and everybody goes through those moments. We all have epiphanies. So enjoy the moments, enjoy the pain, feel the pain, and know that if you truly allow yourself to feel the pain, the beauty will just be that much more beautiful. And that's where I'm at right now. And I honestly feel really good having this this moment to record this episode. Honestly, guys, I'm I'm literally a psycho. I I recorded uh, an episode with my boyfriend yesterday, and we just couldn't we just couldn't get through it. Like we got through it, but we're gonna re-record it. Um, it's it's about his addiction and and his perspective, and we're definitely gonna redo it. But we sat there for like two hours, like recording, re-recording, recording, re-recording, and then I was like, hey, you know. I think we should just re-record this. But it was like 11 o'clock at night and I, I didn't have it the mental power to like redo an episode. And so I was like, I'm just going to have to, you know, re-record tomorrow morning, Monday morning, even though I have to post Monday morning. And like last night I was like, okay, Monday morning I have my workouts. Can I wake up earlier, do my workout, shower, record the podcast, upload the podcast? That's like a two and a half hour ordeal two hours maybe to like shower, do a workout, do a podcast, write my caption for the podcast, upload the podcast, edit the podcast, all this bullshit. And then go to work. I'm like, am I nuts? And I'm like, no, I have to do that. I have to do that. And I'm like, bro, you have time after work to enjoy, enjoy a workout, not just push through it and force it because it helps you breathe a little bit better. No, I want to enjoy the workout, enjoy my time. And especially like after work to just have a calming mind, turn my phone on, do not disturb. I just breathe through a nice little sculpt session. That's that's what I'm looking forward to at the end of my workday. So I think what I'm also learning is flexibility and grace. Those are two things that I'm not really good at, especially grace. Um, grace, like what a great word. Like I don't I never really hear people say give yourself grace or I have grace. It's yeah, be flexible, 
be graceful, have grace for yourself, especially when you don't achieve whatever it is that you wanted to achieve. Like, especially because I'm going through all of this shit and dealing with all these new emotions, I've been putting all my projects on the back burner and that's been really eating me up as well. It's like, I have to do this and I have to do this is I have to do this. It's like, for what? I made up those have tos. I can give myself the grace to back up a little bit and do what I need to be best for myself. I'm losing followers on Instagram. Great big fucking whoop. You know, I'm losing followers because I'm not as engaged. I'm not posting as much, whatever. It's okay. All right. Great. Sorry, y'all. Peace out. But you know, I don't have to just always live my life to please other people and live my life to do all of these have to do things that I've created for myself. My goal is no longer to get more done, but rather to have less to do. Love that quote. And I really feel a lot more empowered talking about this shit before my work day. And a lot like, like a different weight has been lifted off my shoulder. Um, more of relief, I guess, that, I've been, that I'm sitting here and talking about this. And I've said this before, like, I want to journal. I want to journal. I'm sorry, y'all. Journaling ain't for me. Nah, shit's boring as hell. And I, 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 I think a lot and I write a lot and I'm really eloquent with my words when I write. And just sitting there writing with a pen and just fucking saying my a million thoughts is like, dude, I don't have time for this shit. Which, I, which is why I'm writing a book. It's like, all right, everybody, I'm going to unleash the beast on y'all of the last few years of my life <laughs> in a way that I really know how, and it's through writing. So with that, I'm going to go get ready for work. I'm going to have a good work day. I'm going to uh, not fight any emotions that come my way, but feel them. And I'm going to look forward to a beautiful workout after my long work day of training yet again to just sit down and find some peace, some peace and some calm. Yes. And I hope, I hope the same for you all. I hope this made you feel a little bit more inspired. I say this every episode, like I hope you all feel a little bit more inspired by my fuckery that I sit here and talk about every week. (laughs) But really though, I hope you do feel a little bit more, um, not inspired this episode. I feel like a little bit more graceful for yourself. Yeah, let's go with the the theme of grace for this episode. I hope you find a little bit more uh, acceptance for where where you're at. Um, Yeah, and and just wherever you're at in your life, it's meant to be, feel it, learn from it, grow from it. And that's all I'm gonna say. So with that, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, and I look forward to talking to you all next week.